Welcome to the radio broadcast of the Capital City Baptist Church in South Charleston, West Virginia. We pray that God bless you as you listen in to the message today. Judges chapter number 6, verse 11 and 12, the Bible says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertaineth unto Joash the Abizarite, and his son Gideon, threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice in the day that you've given us. We thank you for your mercy and we thank you for your amazing and unfailing grace. God, I ask now that you would empty me of self, cleanse me of sin, and fill me with your Spirit. God, nothing can be done apart from the Spirit of God. And though we know that all is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. So Holy Spirit, we trust you, we believe in you, we rejoice today that Jesus Christ is the risen, conquering, coming King. Thank you that we know, that we know that we've been saved, sealed, sanctified, and we're on our way to being glorified. And we serve notice in hell today that Satan is a defeated foe. We recognize and rejoice that when Jesus comes, he'll bind Satan for 1,000 years. And after that, Satan will be cast into the lake of fire where he'll pay for his crimes against God and humanity. God, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Here in the book of Judges, we are introduced to a man by the name of Gideon. And Gideon was hiding from the Midianites. The Midianites, they were oppressing God's people. And every time the Israelites prepared to bring in their harvest, the Midianites would come in and rob them of their harvest. They oppressed God's people. God's people were terrified. They were hiding. They were not investing in the land that God gave them because every investment they made, the enemy of God stole from them. We even see that Gideon, even though he was threshing the wheat, trying his best to do his part, we see that he wasn't threshing wheat on top of a hill where the normal people would thresh wheat, but he was down in the depression of the vat where grapes would be crushed into wine. We see that Gideon, even though um, he was intimidated, he was still trying to do what he could to provide for his family and for God's people. Just like in Gideon's day, we are living in a day where men are doing what's right in their own eyes. That is the theme of the book of the Judges. Men did what was right in their own eyes. Everyone was looking out for themselves and not for the glory of God and the good of their neighbors. 
And we see that they had corrupted the house of worship. They had corrupted the office of the priesthood. They had corrupted the sacrifices. And God's people were doing what was right in their own eyes. And the pattern of the book of Judges is God would bless His people. His people would forget about Him. God would warn His people. God's people would ignore God. Then God would send judgment by way of an enemy then that judgment would bring great trouble to Israel. They would cry out to God for mercy and in repentance. And then God would raise up a judge to deliver them. That's what's happening here with Gideon. We see that God called Gideon a mighty man of valor. And in Israel's midnight hour, what they needed was a man of valor. In our day, and our hour, it is indeed a dark hour. It is a discouraging hour. Hour. It is a hour of darkness and the enemies of God are prevailing over the people of God and the church has lost her influence and the church is doing what is right in her own eyes and we need some men of valor in our midnight hour and you can be a man, a woman, a teenager of valor that God can use in this midnight hour in our land and in the day that we live in. I want to give you a few characteristics about this man Gideon that God was able to use him to turn Israel back to the Lord. I want you to see the first character trait that is needed to be a man of valor in a midnight hour is Gideon was a serving man. Notice what the Bible says in verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak which was at Orpha that pertaineth unto Joash the Abizurite and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress and hid it from the Midianites. Now the rest of Israel was hiding in their caves and they didn't think that it was worth planting, watering, and harvesting because after all, the enemy was going to reap the benefits of all of Israel's hard work. But the Bible says that Gideon, he didn't necessarily know what God was doing and he wasn't interested in what his neighbors were doing, but Gideon knew that he needed to sow, he needed to water, he needed to fertilize, he needed to weed out the weeds and he needed to bring in a harvest even if the enemy was going to take it, Gideon did not sit idly by and do nothing. The Bible tells us in the book of the Proverbs that the lazy man says, well, I would go out, but there's a lion in the streets. You know, lazy people can find every reason not to be productive, but productive people find every reason to be productive. And Gideon was a man that was serving God even when nobody else was. He was serving his family and he was serving the people of God. See, God never uses a lazy man. God never will use a lazy woman. There are many of you out there, you're discouraged and you've got reason to be. You're depressed, you may have reason to be. 
And because of the current predicament that America finds herself, you're not doing anything for God. You're just holding on until Jesus raptures the church and you've become apathetic in your Christian life. God always uses serving people. When God called Moses from that burning, fiery bush, Moses was tending to the flock that belonged to his father-in-law Jethro on the backside of the desert when Elijah passed his mantle to Elisha. Elisha was plowing with oxen when Elijah found him. When Samuel went to Bethlehem to anoint the next king, David was taking care of his father's sheep when Samuel anointed him the next king. When Jesus called his disciples, he found Peter, Andrew, James, and John. They were busy mending their nets and casting their nets. There's a biblical principle that God calls and God uses those that are busy serving and doing what is in front of them to do. If you're waiting on God to show you what to do, then you're going to be waiting a long time because God only reveals His purpose and plan in this midnight hour to those that are serving and doing what they ought to do. Find a place to serve in your local church. Find someone to serve in your neighborhood. Find a place of service. I Remember, as a new believer, my pastor said that every Christian is a servant of God. And I wanted to serve God, so there was an empty chair in the choir. So my first act of service in the kingdom of God was to find my place in the choir. God always uses serving people. The second characteristic of a man of valor for a midnight hour is a strong man. Notice what the Bible says in verse number 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. You know, Gideon did not see himself as a strong man. Gideon did not see himself as a mighty man, but God saw him as a mighty man of valor, a man of courage, a strong man. You know, being a strong man does not necessarily mean you wield a lot of influence. Being a strong man does not mean that you can bench press 400 pounds. Being a strong man doesn't uh, mean that you have people skills that can maximize your potential to do something great for God. Being a strong man doesn't mean you have 10,000 or 100,000 followers on social media, but being a strong man is someone that moves forward when he's afraid. It's someone that acts when everyone else is paralyzed in fear. Gideon was a strong man. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 16 and verse 13, Watch ye stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. A strong person is someone that does not quit. If you are a person that quits, the devil will always give you a reason to quit. 
But you must quit like men. Be strong. God wants to use someone that is determined. Someone that does not take no for an answer. Someone that doesn't see obstacles, but they see God's opportunities. Someone that does not see um, problems, but someone that brings a solution. Someone that can take a lick and keep on ticking someone one that can get knocked down and get back up again God wants us to be strong the third characteristic that Gideon had that made him a man of valor for a midnight hour was he was a sober man he was not living a pie in the sky theology. He was not living a deluded or deceived reality. He was not out of touch with the facts. He was sober to the condition of his own life, the condition of his own nation, and the condition of the world. Look what the Bible says in verse number 13. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. See, Gideon was not a foolish man. Gideon was not blind to the reality of God's judgment on the nation of Israel. When the Lord told Gideon, the Lord is with thee, Gideon was honest. He was sober. He was not afraid to admit the facts. He said, if God is with us, then why are we defeated by the enemies of God? If God is with me, then where are the miracles of God? Where are the wonders of God? Where is the delivering presence of God? You know, we have many people today that cannot be used by God because they believe that God is blessing to the fullness of His ability. They believe the church is fine and well. They believe their prayer life is on point. They believe their soul winning strategy is maximizing their potential. They believe that their giving is the most they can give. See, God cannot use us when we believe or think that we have reached a pinnacle of spirituality. God needs us to live sober and to be aware of the weak areas of our life. Unless we are sober and acknowledge the condition of the church and the condition of the church's servants and ministers. God cannot move us to where He wants us to be. In other words, if we think all is well, then we'll never be motivated to pursue more. God wants to use people that are not negative, but people that are honest about the condition of the church, the condition of America, and the condition of the world, a sober man. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 6, Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. God wants us to be aware of the weak areas of the church. Number 
uh, 4, we see that Gideon was a sent man. God is looking for men and women that will know that He has sent them. Verse 14, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go, in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? See, Gideon had a task ahead of him that was larger than he was. He had obstacles before him that he did not have the skill or the training or the experience to overcome. In other words, Gideon was put into an impossible situation. But aren't you thankful that what is impossible with men is possible with God? See, Gideon was going to face some challenges. As a matter of fact, God was going to whittle Gideon's army down to just 300 men. And God was going to do a miracle and deliver Israel from the Midianites with the hand of Gideon and 300 soldiers. And Gideon had to be sure that he knew, that he knew, that he knew that God had sent him to do what he was about to do. Listen, if you want God to use you in America's midnight hour, you must be sure that you have a clear word from God because you'll face adversaries and you'll face hardship and you'll face confusion and difficulty. And if you cannot go back to a particular place and a moment in time that you nail down, this is the will of God for my life. This is the calling of God for my life. You will quit. You will get discouraged. You will be defeated if you are not sure that it is God that sent you. We're living in a day where mamas and daddies have sent people out. We're living in a day where pastors have sent people out. And because of that, they're quitting and they're failing and falling morally. You must know that it's God that has set you apart. And it's God that has called you to this task. And it's God that has equipped you and anointed you and sent you for this mission. Gideon was a sent man. Number five, I want you to see Gideon is a simple man. Notice what the Bible says in verse 15, and he said unto him, Oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Gideon did not see himself as capable to do what God had called him to do. I heard a preacher say one time, I have never met a man too small for God to use, but I've met many men that are too big for God to use. See, Gideon was a simple man. He was small in his own sight. God can only use humble servants. God will not share His glory with any preacher, any missionary, any teacher,
teacher, any revivalist. God will not share His platform. He will not share His glory. And so God specializes in using small people that are poor and people that are least in their family. God loves to use what the world calls trash. God loves to use what the world has written off as a perpetual failure. God loves to use small people and insignificant people. God loves to use people with a broken past and people's lives that have been littered by addiction or littered with sin. God uses simple and small people in the midnight hour. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 26, the Spirit of God says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. See, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. You may be thinking, I'm no one. I don't have influence. I don't have connections. I don't have a pedigree of my past that can position me in a place of influence. Brother and sister, God does not need connections. God does not need door openers. Why? Because it's God that sets doors before you that no man can open. And it's God that closes doors before you that no man can open. Brother and sister, God needs humble servants that will allow God to get the glory and the honor and the praise for everything that is done through their lives. I want you to see number six, that Gideon was a sure man. He was confident, not in himself, but he was sure in the Lord. Verse 16, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Verse 17, And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Gideon said, Lord, if this is true, if you have called me, if this is your purpose for my life, if you are going to be with me, God, I need you to give me a sign. Give me an opportunity that this is you talking to me. One of the things that I believe most of us struggle with when we're trying to walk out the will of God is we ask ourselves these questions. Is the thought I'm having, is the vision that I have, is it from God? Is it from the devil? Or is it just from myself? That's what every Christian wrestles with. Is this God calling me? Is this me motivating myself? Or is this the devil distracting me from God's best for my life? See, Gideon wanted to be sure that it was God sending him. He did not want his compassion to send him. He did not want his anger to send him. He did not want his guilt 
to send him. He did not want the need to send him. He wanted to be sure that it was God that was speaking to him. He wanted to wrestle that out. I remember when God called me to be a gospel preacher. I had no intention of being a preacher. I had no desire to be a preacher. I was so glad God saved me from hell. I was so thankful that God had forgiven me of my sin, that God uh, wanted a relationship with me. But within about six months, God began to work in my heart and God met with me through the Word of God and through prayer and God laid a burden upon my heart that He was calling me to vocational preaching ministry. And I remember I said, God, if this is you speaking to me, then I need you to give me an opportunity to respond publicly. Our home church had revival meeting coming up. And we went to revival Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And on Friday night, the Reverend Mike J. Minix was preaching that final night. And at the close of the service, he said this, I believe that God is calling a young man in this congregation to the ministry. And young man, if that is you that God is calling, I want you to step out of your seat, come down this aisle and take your pastor by the hand and tell him that God has called you to the ministry. At that moment, I was sure that it was God that had spoke to me weeks prior because God answered a specific prayer. God answered a specific request because I wanted to be sure that it was God speaking to me. God wants us to wrestle it out. God doesn't get angry when we wrestle out His call. He doesn't get angry when we want to pray his call and be sure that it's God that is calling us. I want you to see seventhly that Gideon was a sacrificial man. God is looking for people that are men and women of sacrifice to use in the midnight hour. Look what the Bible says in verse number 18. Depart not hence I pray thee until I come unto thee. Now listen to this. And bring forth my present and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. Verse 19, And Gideon went in and made ready a kid, that's a young goat, listen, and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. The flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out unto him under the oak, and presented it. Look, we see here that Gideon brought a young kid, a goat, and he brought a cake uh, made of flour. Now, what is so amazing about this? You've got to keep in mind the Midianites were stealing all the livestock. They were stealing all the harvest. And God's people were struggling. God's people were starving. And Gideon was doing his best to hide down in the wine vat and to thresh wheat to get just enough wheat to make bread. But listen, when God came, when God called, Gideon was willing to sacrifice what he had to live on. He was willing to sacrifice what his family had to live on. He was willing to lay his all on the altar. He was willing to lay his life 
on the altar. He was willing to lay his livelihood on the altar. He was willing to give everything that he had to the Lord. See, this was a sacrifice for Gideon. He did not give out of his abundance. He was not giving out of his leftovers, but he was giving all that he had to live on. Uh, a picture of this is in the New Testament when the widow woman gave her two mites. And Jesus said, others may have given more, but they gave out of their abundance. This woman that gave little, she gave all that she had to live on. If you want to be a man or a woman or a teenager uh, that God can use in America's midnight hour, then you must be willing to lay your all on the altar and to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. I want, to, I want you to see uh, number eight. Gideon was a surrendered man. He was surrendered to do whatever God said. Verse 25. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock, and he and in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. Did you hear what just happened? God said to Gideon, If you're going to be used by me as a man of valor in a midnight hour, you must be surrendered to whatever I call you to do. You must do what I say do. You must say what I say say. You must go where I say to go. And the first test of this is God called Gideon to tear down his father's idols. He was to cut down his father's groves. He was to sacrifice his father's bullock. In other words, God said to Gideon, your father is part of the problem. Your daddy is an idol worshiper. And I want you to tear down your father's idol. I want you to go against your own family. I want you to go against the grain. And I want you to tear down that false idol, that, that false altar that your father offers sacrifices to build. And in its place, I want you to build an altar to the Lord. See, if you want to be a man, a woman, a valor in the midnight hour, you must be willing to stand against your own mother and father if need be. You must be willing to stand against your own children if need be. You must be willing to stand against people that call themselves Christians if need be. See, God is looking for men and women of valor to use in America's midnight hour. I pray that you would examine your life. Do you have these qualities that position you in a place that God can use you? I pray that today's message has been a blessing to you. For prayer requests, please call 304-720-6156. You can visit our website at www.cc bc 
www.wv.com and I would like to invite you to come worship with us Sunday mornings at 10, 11, Sunday evening at 6, and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. The church is located at 149 7th Avenue, South Charleston, West Virginia. We'd love to see you and your family there.